Tandem Nomads, Episode 91. Hello, Nomad Nation. I am your host, Amel Dalegi. I'm a business and marketing coach and the founder of Tandem Nomads, the entrepreneurship platform and podcast where you can find great inspiration and practical tips to build your portable business and thrive in your global nomadic life. And today's episode is all about LinkedIn. You only get one chance at making your first impression. These days, that impression is often made online. Your LinkedIn profile needs to nail that first impression, no matter who's looking. Speaking of which, do you know how to get people to notice you on LinkedIn? And do you know if the right people are looking at your LinkedIn profile? So if not, I brought to you the right expert, Petra Fisher. Petra, are you ready for the ride? Yes, I am. Thanks for having me. I'm very happy to have you here. So Petra is a LinkedIn consultant. She takes the guesswork out of LinkedIn and helps you harness its full power to propel your business or career to the next level by creating a LinkedIn profile that tells the story of the professional you truly are. So Link, um, Petra, this is just a very overview, overview, short, short of who you are. Could you tell us a little bit about your uh, background, your story and, and how you got to where you are today? Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, my background was actually completely different. It was in um, all different fields of social work. So I worked with young adults, I worked with drug users, I used in, worked in women's shelters. And at some stage, I realized that what I liked most in every one of these jobs was um, the explaining stuff and explaining in a way that would empower my clients. So by the time I didn't want to be in social work anymore, I thought, well, I best become a trainer because that still means you explain stuff to people in a way that they can then do it themselves afterwards. I started out as a social media trainer and soon realized I was way too lazy to um, keep on top of all the different types of social media. And that's when I chose LinkedIn because um, I actually don't know why I chose that one, but I, at the time I liked it best and I still do. So, yeah, that's me in a nutshell. Fabulous. And, you know, you have this a great, you know, one thing about what you just said is that how you focus on one niche and this is something that uh, Nomad Nation, all of you have been listening for so long. You know how it is important to focus on one expertise, one niche. And Petra is one of those examples where she said, oh, I was a trainer and I chose social media and then I decided to focus on LinkedIn to be the most efficient and make an impact. So that's the first takeaway already here. Um, and I know that you have an interesting story also about being yourself an expat at some point. And I love that story, how you end up focusing on a lot of um, expats in the Netherlands as you live in the Netherlands. So could you tell us a little bit about that real briefly? Um, yeah, real briefly, um, straight out of high school, I went to the US for six months. So technically not really expat, but it was my first experience of being overseas for longer than a holiday. I came back, went to university and decided to go back to the US, different location for six months again. And then that travel bug started to get me. So I worked for a bit, did some backpacking. And then I moved to Australia where I lived for 10 years. And the funniest thing happened when I came back in the Netherlands, I was more Australian than Dutch. So 
in order to sort of be around people that understood me and had faced the same issues, I started moving into the expert world. First, just by joining a book club, you know, just socializing. And slowly but surely, that's become my whole working life. Just, um, yeah, being in expat circles. And as I work through Skype a lot, it's actually not just people based in the Netherlands. Um, yeah, they could be worldwide these days. Yeah. So what are the main issues you find that expats have with LinkedIn to jump right in the topic? <laughs> sure. Um, well, a lot of the time you, you've all heard this saying, like, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And when you move to another country or the other side of the world, you sort of leave your network behind. Now, the good thing about LinkedIn is that it's quite easy to quickly rebuild your network and build a local network if you need it. The other thing is um, if you had a major change, like either um, because of the move, maybe stayed home for a year or two or even longer to settle the family, or if you got this 180 career change, then people often struggle with that in their CV. But because on LinkedIn you have a bit more room to explain stuff, um, it doesn't have to be a problem at all. And that's one of the things that, I like to show people how you can deal with that. That's great. Yeah. You know, I'm sure that all of you here know what is LinkedIn, but let's try now to summarize very briefly what are the big advantages of LinkedIn and what is actually LinkedIn. I know that all of you know, but maybe you can find an interesting way to tell us what LinkedIn is really about. Um, well, in a way, it's just like Facebook, you know, it pretty much works the same with this difference that it's a professional network. So it's a great way to, to build relationships, to ask questions, to share knowledge. So it's a lot more than just um, entering your CV and all your contacts, your Rolodex. And um, what I find is one of the big benefits is like I started my own business whilst I'm too shy to do any acquisition. And LinkedIn's allowed me not to do any acquisition because I can share my expertise. And by doing so consistently, it takes a very short time for people to start approaching you. And that's one of the things I like, that you can be in business and don't have to be pussy or sally or anything because you can just in a very genuine way share your knowledge, share your expertise, um, but you can target your audience. So that's the difference with Facebook. With Facebook, you can do the same, but people have to come to you. And on LinkedIn, you can sort of find the right people and interact with their posts and so you get noticed, and if you do so by adding some value in the comments and sharing your expertise, then you start building really, really meaningful relationships. Yeah. I like the fact that you mentioned relationships because I think that's, at the end of the day, the most important aspect of any business or any, any career, relationships. But um, yeah. how would you – okay, let's start from the beginning. How would you um, – what are for you the – top elements to know about how to use best LinkedIn? Um, a few things. I would treat it definitely the information that you input, treat it differently than your CV. On a CV, people often just um, bullet point their responsibilities and achievements, whereas LinkedIn, you have so much more space. So you could make it a bit more interesting. I use a lot of storytelling, but storytelling in the way that instead of saying, I achieved this, I'd like to describe how you went about something so that people really understand what you're good at. So first of all, that's paying attention to how you set out your profile. 
because you want to focus on the future, not on the past. Have to be clear about what would you love your next step to be. And then you think, okay, in order to achieve that next step, what skills would people expect me to have? And then you build your story, and not um, a made-up story, a real one, obviously, by in each job looking, what did I do to develop those skills that will get me to my next goal? And that's what you write about. And not just everything and everything. It doesn't have to be totally complete. Then you need a network. Now, some people are really careful there. They're like, oh, I only link with people that I know really well. But remember, people, this is LinkedIn. It is not Facebook. You are not posting your children's pictures. You're not posting a night in the pub. There's absolutely nothing to hide. So nothing is stopping you from building a large network. I recommend just getting an Excel spreadsheet, make columns with um, family, friends, schoolmates, colleagues, sports, church, societies, and then think of every single person you can still remember. And you're just going to invite them on LinkedIn. But remember, LinkedIn is about building relationships, not just collecting numbers. So when you invite them, you personalize this invite. Mm-hmm. And when you're working this systematically, you don't have to hand write an invite for every single person, um, but for each category. And then you can copy paste. So for family, you could have something, oh, fancy seeing you here, shall we connect? People you went to school with, you could say, oh, that's a blast from the past. Shall we connect? But add something to it because it's a start to building relationships. So these are the two main things you need, a profile and a network. And then it's all about starting to actively use it, engage. And another big difference between LinkedIn and Facebook, on Facebook, you like everything because you like it. I like crochet. so. On Facebook, someone shows me something beautiful, I like it. On LinkedIn, um, you have to to have a bit of a one-track mind because what happens now, people click on my posts because it's me. They just assume that it'll be good stuff because I've built that reputation. So I always talk about LinkedIn, networking, personal branding. That's sort of the only things I talk about so people know what to expect. Any other topic on LinkedIn that I really have an interest in and enjoy but doesn't focus on building my my brand, I won't engage with. Or I might, maybe once every 10 times just to, you know, let people get to know me a little bit. So those are the main things, um, yeah, that you need for LinkedIn. That's fantastic. I love it. I'm going to summarize some of the things that I caught out of what you, all the greatness that you've shared here already. (laughs) So you basically break it down in three steps. The first one is put your resume in and how to do it. The second is build a network and third, start engaging. So in the first point, you said something that I really liked about focus on the future and not the past. So basically it's exactly like on a resume when you actually apply for a position, when you write a resume, you should write the resume according to the position you're applying for. You don't need to say everything you've done, but Mm -hmm. so you need before you build a LinkedIn profile to know what is your objective, what are you aiming at, and build a a profile that shows and showcases everything you've achieved to reach that goal. I love that. This is really cool. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes people say, oh, but I don't really know. 
And then I say, okay, just imagine if you could pick any job with any company anywhere in the world, never mind the practicalities of having to morph again, what job would it be? Because when you think about that, is usually when you start talking, you sit up straight, your eyes light up, you get all excited, and that's what we need when you start writing. And even though you may never, ever going to apply for that particular job, it makes you write in the right tone of voice with your drive and your passion and all that, that people are going to pick up on, even for all the jobs that aren't that really top one, but all the ones that are still pretty good. Yeah, definitely. That's really a good point. And then about the network, basically you said don't treat LinkedIn like Facebook. So upload your networks, but then also invite people personally and start already creating relationship. I think that's really important what you said. That So in fact, when you go to LinkedIn and you invite somebody, you have the option to just press the button invite or you have the option of a write a personal message. And I think mm -hmm. that's what I also always do when I connect to people is write a personal message why I want them to connect and make them part of, the, of my network. So that's really important. Yeah, sometimes it's a bit hidden because if you go to someone's profile and you click yeah. connect, yep, then you get the option to add a personal note. Yeah. If you're in the LinkedIn app on your mobile or your iPad or anything, don't click the connect, but look for the three dots top right. Yeah. And if you click those three dots, you'll get personalized invite. And sometimes when someone accepts your invite, you suddenly get to see people of their network and like, oh, do you know these as well? Again, don't click. If you want to invite them, go to their profile first. So pretty much if you're on mobile, look for the three dots. If you're on their profile, you're safe. Anywhere else, go to their profile first. Yeah. And if you don't see a connect button, Sometimes you only see in mail. If that's the case, don't be tricked. Next to it, there's a little drop down arrow, and in that menu is the option to connect. I don't know why LinkedIn does this, but it is yeah. always a way to connect and it's always a way to personalize it. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a very good point you made. And a few well, tips about how to grow that network. The first thing is that you said, go through your past, go through your contacts. And you mentioned three categories or four between friends, colleagues, family, etc. And then uh, invite them on your network. This um, also... I also noticed, and this is something that uh, happens quite often, is when you go to a networking event, whenever you meet somebody, and I noticed that a lot of yes. people do that with me, when I meet somebody in an event, they will immediately connect on, on LinkedIn. Do you mm -hmm. have other ways to grow your network? Yeah, I actually turn it around because um, I'm a trainer and I love being in front of groups, but in other situations, I'm quite shy. So if I go to a networking event, I'll look if there's a list of participants, and if there is, I'll send them all an invite beforehand and say, hey, I see you're going there as well. Hope to meet you. Shall we connect? Because that way there's always one or two to come up to me and say, oh, thank you for your message, and they start talking to me because otherwise I'll just be a wallflower in the corner. Um, so that's another way to look at um, if people engage with what you post – I often then send them an invite and say, oh, I really enjoyed your comment on my post and your contribution. How about we connect? Because the reason I advocate large networks is you become well-known if you, okay, so I posted something over the weekend and someone in my network commented on it. 
that made it visible to their network. And mm-hmm. someone who really valued this person looked just because this other person commented. And then actually someone commented purely because they valued someone that I didn't know yet who came. And in 48 hours, I had 8,000 views. And even though I'm quite well versed in LinkedIn, I didn't usually get those numbers because I don't play along with all the little tricks that make it work best. I just write whatever comes up in me. But So the bigger your network, the bigger your extended network and the bigger the chance that you're going to find either your dream job or if you start your own business, your ideal client because people need to know you exist and they need to know you for your your knowledge. So share it on LinkedIn. Yeah, definitely. So that's the third point about how to start engaging. And you made a very good point about engage and write about the topics that are aligned with your objective on LinkedIn. That's very important. Don't start going every direction, but really focus on your expertise and what you want people to know you for. Yeah. And sometimes you can stretch it a little bit. Like a few weeks ago, um, there was a picture that went viral on the news. It was the Dutch prime minister locking up his bike outside the palace of the king because he rode his bike to visit the king. Now, I really liked that picture and wanted to share it, but of course it has nothing to do with LinkedIn. So I shared it by writing, this picture went viral, even though to the Dutch it's not even newsworthy because of course he rides his bike. So think, and then I went, think about this when you post on LinkedIn, what is... um, stands out in one culture and may not be noticeable in other culture and think about your audience. So I made that twist to share some valuable LinkedIn tip, even though I just want to share that picture because I thought it's quite funny. It went viral. Yeah, I think that's that's a, a good point. I mean, although you have to focus on what's your expertise once in a while, it's nice to show the personal aspect and so that people connect to who you are as a person on top of your professional side. Yeah, I usually post something funny on the weekend, something lighthearted. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's nice. <laughs> that's a great idea. So that, those are already great tips. So I think at the end of the day, it's very important to sit down before even filling out our LinkedIn profile is to think about, okay, what are what is my target? What, what do I want people on LinkedIn to know me for? I think that's Absolutely. at the end of the day, the highest highlight right now, an important question to answer before even going on. Yeah. LinkedIn. And that is also why I would suggest you always comment instead of like. Because mm. liking something is not showing your expertise. Good point. If you comment, you can add value to the conversation and show your expertise. And especially if you add value, so not just saying, eh, that's wrong and I know better. But if you add something, then you'll become known not just for your expertise, but also as this very nice person that's always sharing yeah. And yeah, comment and commenting is also a way to grow your network because when you comment, people want to know you more and connect yes. with you and vice versa. So uh, don't yeah. be lazy and spend <laughs> that time in putting your knowledge out there. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Fantastic. You know, before we go deeper now, I'd like to know in terms of the business model of LinkedIn and the cost, um, what is LinkedIn's business model? Is it At what time is it free and what time it's not so that we can know exactly how it works and what strategy you recommend for that? Okay. I recommend everybody just use the free version. Mm-hmm. 
I'd say you only take out a paid account if you're really into sales and really need to be able to dig deeper and do stuff. Otherwise, for most people, job seekers, sole entrepreneurs, I wouldn't recommend the paid version. It doesn't offer that much extra. A few things, for example, I have a paid version. Um, normally, you can see at any given time the last five people that viewed your profile. And I have a paid thing and I can see the last three months. But most people don't need that at all. And if you do, you just check twice a day instead of once a week. Um, there used to be a few more search filters. We might still have a couple. But again, it's for, for most users, you don't need it at all. Whereas LinkedIn's business model is really not focused on us individuals. It's when they sell the recruiter package to the big corporates and you know, when they sell these packages that go into the thousands of dollars, not mm. us users. So, um, yeah. I, I was the, never... the, the business model has changed quite a bit since the beginning, I noticed. You know, at the beginning, it was a lot about us paying a fee to connect with a certain number of people, etc. I did not follow up what happened recently. I know that it changed. But uh, how many people on the free version can we connect with on a regular basis? Well... On the free version, you can build a network of 30,000 people. Or no limits. You don't have any limits. First-degree connections. You can have 30,000 first-degree connections. Now, most people don't get there. So um, they have this thing called the commercial search limit. That is something that they want you to pay. But that is, again, you have to search and, search and do so much. If you do that, you are probably part of a sales team in a company and you should get a paid account just individual job seekers or sole entrepreneurs mm. barely hit i've never hit the commercial search limit you know it's a, that's good news yeah so so i don't think you need a paid account that's good and just clarify for me please because i noticed that sometimes if you want to check the profile of somebody it does not show up or you have to pay or something like that i don't remember exactly the sentence that i got is that still on? Yeah, you don't actually have to pay. They, they always sort of try and say upgrade to get this, that, and the rest of it. Sometimes um, it's, yeah. it's more about building a bigger network because sometimes third-degree connections, they're not fully visible. Okay. But then um, there's always ways around it because if you know a little bit about them, their exact job title or last name or whatever – you just search for them on Google and then from Google click on the LinkedIn result and then you still get to see the full profile. Interesting. Okay. So they're <laughs> trying to trick us here. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 I don't think it's tricking. It's There are some limitations, but I don't think they're limiting enough to warrant paying. Okay. Because it, it's not cheap, the paid account. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay. I just wanted to clarify that because it's been a while. I did not pay attention to their different packages. So I know it sure. evolved a lot. Wow. Fantastic. So um, in terms of um, uh, what are the biggest mistakes you've seen people do on, on LinkedIn? I think we always learn from, from mistakes. So let's, let's go. Okay. Um, a distracting profile picture. Uh-huh. You know, when we wonder whose hand is that, that we can just kind of see or there's so much happening in the background that you're thinking what's that what am I looking at is that like in a bar or is it on the beach it's like I don't know um so a profile picture should just have you and you only and a reasonable quiet background but also to me LinkedIn is a conversation 
when I'm reading your profile, effectively I'm asking you, what are you doing? And when I ask you a question, not in every country, but in most cultures, we make eye contact when we talk to each other. So people that have a profile picture with a very dreamy looking the other way, you know, mm-hmm. it feels like I'm fisting your profile and you're ignoring me. Yeah. So that, that, that's one of my big pet hates. Then a fairly new one, we can now add a banner to the top of a profile. Okay. If you don't do it, LinkedIn puts their default one there and it's blue and it's got dots and lines that are connecting them. So they represent the network, but it doesn't say anything. But then what some people do, they add a banner just because they think it's a pretty picture. Again, that's Facebook. On LinkedIn, you want to send this message because the first things people see is your profile picture, your professional headline, and that banner. So they all need to strengthen the one message. And that also brings us to the next bit, and that is your professional headline. If you don't fill it in, it means that um, that it just shows your current job and your current employer. Whereas it's one of the first things people see. You've got 120 characters. Well, that's including spaces. But that's still a fair bit. You can write a real good sentence stating what you do, who you do it for, and what your specialty is. And that is extremely important because, um, okay, we're talking. Someone might listen to that podcast. They might get curious. And instead of looking me up on LinkedIn, they put my name through Google because that usually gets a lot more juicy bits, right? Mm-hmm. But in Google, your LinkedIn profile shows up as well, and that headline is fully visible, still on the search results of Google. Mm -hmm. So that is your prime real estate. So not writing something decent there is, yeah, one of the big mistakes people can make. So that headline is the one, one of the first things you have to fill up. Are you talking about that? Just to, for, for, yeah, yeah, so you have your, your profile picture, your banner, and your headline. Mm-hmm. That's the first impression people make. And it, on, on the internet, it takes seconds. Yeah. So you know, nation, that, that's one thing that I want to focus on here because, like you said, it shows up on Google. So mm-hmm. pay attention to that, nomination. Think about your headline. And if people search you on, on Google, what do you want them to find out about you in one sentence? And that's what you should answer by, by filling out that banner. Yes, absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So those are some important mistakes that you mentioned here. The first one is a profile. The second one is the banner. Um, I think it's really, going back to the picture, uh, profile picture, I think it's really worth to just invest in a professional picture made uh, for for your resume and your LinkedIn profile. I really think it's worth it so that I see so many picture, p- pictures of people croping, and I've done that, honestly, croping uh, as an, uh, their head out of a picture that was in a party or something. <laughs> so, yeah. so really think about that, how you can look professional and, and like, always uh, do not hesitate to invest yourself when it makes sense in yourself. So having a good picture is one of those things you have to invest in. (laughs) So, um, so, you know, you've been working with some expats and some expat partners. One of the biggest issues is the gaps, you know, those mm-hmm. career gaps that we have. We have an episode with Anna Sparks and Tandem Nomads. So check Anna Sparks in the search bar of the website tandemnomads.com and you'll find a lot of amazing 
uh, insights on how to fill your gaps on your resumes. I was wondering if you had an insight specifically for LinkedIn, how do you help your clients fill those times in their career with their could not work because they either were abroad or were taking care of their families what would you suggest in this case okay so there's, so there's two ways to answer it because first of all i'm thinking well why should that be a problem <laughs> exactly why should you not have a gap um so one way to go about it is just leave the gap and if anybody's curious like hey what happened there it's a good conversation starter because they might ask but i know that a lot of people are scared that People will try and fill in the blanks and not contact you. So if you do want to fill in the gap, um, I'd be totally honest. So don't worry if you were looking after the children or the family. There's no need to hide that. Or, um, you know, maybe you traveled as a, a spouse of someone who moved to another country and um, you didn't have a work permit first or whatever the reason is. Be honest about that, but then think about what skills did you gain during that period because you always gain skills. You know, and if you stay home with children, you learn to multitask, <laughs> you know, at least. Um, but there's always something you, we're all human, we're always continually developing ourselves. So whether it be your, you know, time management skill, I mean, getting a family to run smoothly is project management. Um, it's also quickly adapting to a new situation. There's always things that you learn. And again, think about where you want to go, mm -hmm. what you need for that, and then think about that period that you looked at as a gap, but think how did I develop myself there that um, is more aligned with where I want to go, and, yeah, just describe it. Yeah, that's really good. I love when you said, so what? You know, you have a gap. So what? <laughs> um, yeah, and unfortunately, there are employers who do care about that. But it's a very good point to look at during the time where you did not work. Think about what you've learned, what you've done. We mentioned in some episodes, the, for those who volunteer to, to put it there, even if you were not paid, think about yeah. all the things where you had to use and deliver your skills, even if it was not a job. That's really important. So this is why I also invite expert partners to always volunteer cleverly. If you want to volunteer, do it, but do it in the areas where it can also help you um, complete your career and, and your resume so yeah and you said something there about volunteer work um i always say it's called volunteer work for a reason it's work mm -hmm. you just don't get paid in money yeah but what does it ask you to fill in on linkedin experience so yep. of course it's experience yes there's a separate section for volunteer work so if you do some volunteer work that um you just did for fun or whatever reason and it doesn't build towards a brand then you can put it in a separate section. But anything that strengthens where you want to go, by all means put it in experience and not hidden in that volunteer section. Yeah, very good point. Yeah. So now let's see those who have a portable business and want to find clients through LinkedIn. What, mm -hmm. are, your, what are your tips and how do you approach and find clients on LinkedIn? How is it a tool to actually grow your business? Yeah, so, so I tend to use it the other way around. Instead of finding clients, I let them find me. And that's a bit more what I said before. I share my knowledge. So anytime I write a blog post, I'll also share it on LinkedIn. 
Um, I will regurgitate them. So every once in a while, I'll repost the same blog posts if the topics are evergreens. I am active in engaging with other people anywhere where I have to some some knowledge to share, something sensible to add, I will do that. But also anyone that connects with me gets a reasonably long thank you note. And in there, it also has the link to my um, free LinkedIn profile workbook, which of course is list building. So then they're on my email list. Um, I have a Facebook group because it works better than LinkedIn groups where we talk about LinkedIn. So, so those links I always put in there. So I always engage with people um if people engage with my content i invite them but if you really wanted to find clients then um you got to use the search filters because you got to think out a bit of a strategy but it's no different than searching for something on google you know you think broadly first and then on the side on the right side there's filters so you can narrow it down by location or language or something else i'm not sure of all the search filters um but if you find people then you got to engage with them and you don't just have to invite them if you go to someone's profile you can see their recent activity so you can see that they post anything and comment on it and start engaging um without being connected because then by the time you do want to connect it's not cold calling anymore because you've already built a relationship Super cool. I love that. Listen to that one, Nation. I've got a blog post on that topic somewhere. On my oh. website, there's a blog post somewhere that's called How to Engage Before You Connect. I love that. So I'm going to put the link, if you can send it to me, uh, I'll put the link of that blog post in the webpage of this episode because I find I love what you just said here. You know, engage people so that once you reach out, engage with people so that when you reach out to them, it's not a cold call anymore. People have yes. already heard about you and it's like, like who's this person who's trying to sell something? You know, so um, I absolutely love that you focus on that part. You turn it around, you engage with people, you share value, uh, you also invite them to download your free your free book ebook and you've already created an, a communication before you have something to sell and approach them hey uh, i could help you with that so do you actually do that do you actually ever say would you like my services i'm, I'm just short i'm, I'm really shortcutting the sentence here <laughs> um, no i only offer all my free things so like i said i have a reasonably long reply and in there it's like um I sent the link to grab my free workbook. I sent the link to the Facebook group LinkedIn Tips also because I invited some other LinkedIn trainers to be a member of that group so people can ask questions and if I don't know the answer, someone else will know the answer. And I, as a sort of side, have this PS that says, oh, I'm also on Twitter if that's your cup of tea. And then I put, I love tea because <laughs> I like to share my personality. Um, because that way... If people are even mildly interested, they will grab the workbook, which puts them on my mail list, or they'll join the Facebook group. And then I'm always about starting building relationships because then when people do need help, they'll they'll contact me. But that's just me. I'm I'm not a a salesperson. I don't do acquisition. I but I do everything I can think of to get people to get engaged with me. So by the time they need someone or someone else, I just got a really good job. Um, to work with this company overseas and their opening line was so-and-so recommended you 
Now, so-and-so, I only know that name because I'm pretty sure he's been on my mail list for four or five years, but I've never, ever had any other engagement with this person, and yet they recommend me. So that's really how I operate. Yeah, this is fantastic. So focus on on engaging and building your mailing list, sharing free resources, and that's way how people will come to you if they need you. So that's really great. Um, I One of my favorite uh, tools of LinkedIn is LinkedIn publishing. Um, uh-huh. Do you have, so tell me what is your insight about LinkedIn publishing? Um, it's not as good anymore as it used to be. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot harder to get exposure. Yeah. But if people visit your profile, they will always see your latest post. So that's good. And it's easy because you can just copy paste anything from your blog. Um, there's always people that worry if you post the exact same content on different places of the web that Google will penalize you. But apparently that, as far as all my tech friends who know these things explained it, that doesn't happen. So you can do a direct copy paste from your website. Mm-hmm. Um, to LinkedIn, it allows formatting, pictures, videos, links. And I would always, telling myself now as well, Mm -hmm. um, add a little author bio down the bottom, even though normally on LinkedIn I always say, never ever talk about yourself in third person, that's your personal profile. On your, if you publish posts, if you put a little author bio down the bottom, then it's quite natural to put links to your website and your social media. Um, And the other thing is what I absolutely hate is if people only write a little bit and then you have to click through to their website to read more because first it's in your home feed. You have to click to end up on the published article and then you have to click again. But do link to related articles on your website. Or sometimes I just write a post that sort of puts the main principles from three of my related blog posts and say for step-by-step details and then link. So play with that a little bit, but don't make people unnecessarily click, click, click and not get anywhere. Yeah, that's a very good point. So um, I do agree that the outreach of of LinkedIn publishing was much higher in the past, but the more people you use it, the more difficult it gets to get reached, just like in Facebook. Um, But uh, what I like about it is that for those who have very B2B, for example, industries, or those who are not, who don't have a blog, or who don't have the time to to blog, I found it a very efficient way to start blogging and get um, warmed up with <laughs> with sharing yes. knowledge and that people find immediately, as soon as they find you on LinkedIn, immediately they see the kind of topics you are because they won't see it if you're just commenting on, because you have the time timeline, would you call it timeline? Mm-hmm. You have the yeah. timeline. If somebody checks your profile, they won't necessarily see what you've been sharing for so long. But if you put it on LinkedIn publishing, they will see the type of content you're sharing. So I think that's the, the interest of LinkedIn publishing. Yeah, that's a good point. So, and you've mentioned also the great way, you know, if you already have a blog, just copy and paste it on publishing. You don't lose anything by then. My other suggestion is to make a short version of it. And yeah. invite them to read if they want to go more into details with a link to the blog post. Yeah, and if you do that, make sure the short version gives enough value by itself so that people who don't want to click through don't feel ripped off. Uh, could you repeat that? I'm not sure I got it. Okay, um, if you make a short version, 
Yeah. Make sure that version in itself gives enough information so yeah. that people don't feel like, well, what was the point of reading this? Yeah. You know, it should be a standalone post. It could yeah, survive by that. itself, yeah. Yeah, I do that too sometimes, especially when I have blog posts with lots of step-by-step instruction. Then I might write one for LinkedIn Publisher where I only mention the steps and where I say if you want, you know, almost like hand-holding, the click here, do that, click here to see the full instructions. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I think um, that's a great. So LinkedIn Publishing is right on your profile, somewhere on the top. You should see Publish or Write somewhere. Like, yeah, I think yeah. it's called Write an Article these days. Yeah, it's, it's just yeah. called Write an Article. So no matter if you know, use LinkedIn Publishing, Publish, Publish LinkedIn. <laughs> Was it again? What is it again? Publisher. Publisher, yeah. LinkedIn publisher. Just press on that button that says write an article and that's where your article will show up. And when people go to your profile, they will see all the articles you wrote. So I think that could be, consider that as one of your promotional ways to show your knowledge. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so um, any interesting uh, tips you want to share that we might have not covered about LinkedIn and how to get exposure and, and grow your business or find a job? Mm, I think with the questions you asked, we, we covered a lot. Um, one of the things is about searching. Um, when you're searching LinkedIn in your results, you will only see people in what LinkedIn calls your network. So your network is your first degree, second degree, third degree, connections and people that are members of the same groups as you. So in order to have a better chance of getting the right results, um, become a member of some really, really large groups. Mm -hmm. Either if your business is regional, then in your region, or if it's a certain topic. And when you join a group, um, that's visible on your profile, but in the grouping settings, you can tick that little box like say, don't display on my profile. So you can strategically choose some massive big fat groups just so that if you search all people in that group search you're in each other's results yeah definitely so the groups are just like in facebook where people come and share a common topic or um, yeah except they're not working so well anymore they used to be really good now it's a lot of spam and it's really hard to moderate them that's why i actually even um removed my group and started the facebook group linkedin tips because um yeah, it's a lot okay. easier for people there to interact and it's a lot easier for me to moderate. Mm-hmm. So for, you think that groups are useful for now just to get enough um, results on your search? Yeah, to build your network. All yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah. And how about, um, real briefly, I have the feeling that sometimes I do receive automated messages from people who uh, are selling something. Uh, is that yeah. a depression or how do you think... It happens. They have to use third-party tools to automate, which is against the terms and conditions of LinkedIn. So um, sometimes people report them and then you get caught. Sometimes they don't. But I would advise against using any automation because, first of all, it's against the terms and conditions of LinkedIn. And also LinkedIn is a network and networking is really about building relationships. Yeah, I, I think it's a very important message here. The reason I wanted to highlight this is that I there's nothing that annoys me more when I receive those emails and yeah. uh, on LinkedIn that do not even fit to my situation. So make sure that you don't end up doing that um, in one of those. Yes, um, like I said, there's nothing wrong with having some messages to either welcome people in your network or 
invite them that you just keep somewhere and copy paste, but make sure they make sense. You know, it's like, um, yeah, and don't use it as some kind of automated sales thingy. I just, half the time, I just immediately disconnect from those people. It's like, okay. Yeah, very important. Yeah, very good. To keep your relationship real, always important. And so I think that will be, could you tell us a little bit about what your services are exactly with LinkedIn? Um, yeah, so I have, I work a lot one-on-one with people. And when I do, it's really about um, writing the profile and doing the storytelling, which means I spend a lot of time with people first finding out who they are professionally, what makes them tick, what have they achieved, and ask them a million questions. And then we start writing and we do the writing process together so that we leave with a finished product. That's one of the things I do. Um, I help people with that active engagement as well, teach them how to do it. And then, um, yeah, usually it's a session where it's a bit of teaching, you know, this is how it goes. And then I look at their activity, give some tips, and then I probably have a couple of follow-up calls where I go through their activity again and go like, okay, so what we're trying to achieve there and then give them tips how they could have worded it differently. So I do that and I, every once in a while, I run an online group program. So instead of me sitting down one-on-one with the person, we'll do it in a group over a number of weeks. We do it through Zoom so we can all see each other and we can help each other and it has a closed Facebook group. Um, So that's the, the group thing I do, but mainly, so I do that, I do one-on-one and I do almost everything through Skype so that people don't have to get out of their pajamas if they don't want to and it doesn't mm-hmm. matter where in the world we are. Fantastic. So what is the best way to find you to if we want to learn more about your resources? Um, I have a website. It's petrafisher.com. I have a Facebook group, which is LinkedIn Tips. And, of course, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Good. If you, and then do find that way to personalize the invite. Say, hey, I heard you on this great podcast on Tendam Nomads, you know, so I know why you exactly. invited me and, yeah. Very good point. Personalize your message, I think. And just mention, if you reach out to Petra, mention that you've been listening to her great insights in this episode. (laughs) So Petra, thank you so much. It's been really interesting to listen to all your experience on LinkedIn. Thank you. All right, Nomad Nation, I hope that this episode was useful to you and that you'll be able to implement all these great advice. And you can, if you want to download Petra's workbook on how to use LinkedIn, you can go to the webpage of this episode, tandemnomads.com slash 91 and download her workbook. As for each episode, I would like to invite you to think about what are the main tips you have learned today in this episode and share with me in the comment section what tip will you implement today in your LinkedIn profile. I look forward to reading your comments and invite you to stay tuned for next episode to turn your challenges into great opportunities.